August 6, 2016. St. Eustatius. The knock on the door snapped her out of her sleep, and the sense of the Caribbean once again filled the air, making a harsh awakening a little easier to bear. It was Richard, the hotel's messenger. There were no telephones in the rooms. Sam liked it that way, and refused their offer to install one for this visit. Her demands for privacy drove her new Secret Service agents up the wall. For Sam, there was something perverse about it. It's funny how they are in my little piece of the world, and the tight-suited Secret Servants can't relax. What was so secret about them anyway? You could spot them a mile away. Brooks Brothers clowns sent to paradise to protect a presidential wannabe. Uh, sorry to bother you, Governor, but there is a fax at the front desk. How nice, Sam thought. By not bringing it with him, she could have politely avoided seeing it until she was ready. Fearing it might be news about Ben, she put on her robe and hurriedly followed Richard along the balcony overlooking the turquoise sea. It was shortly after sunrise, and she took note of the beauty and tranquility she feared would soon be left behind. The not-so-secret servants were waiting in the lobby, if you could call it one. It was an open area adjoining a wide veranda of multicolored tiles, surrounded by palm trees gently swaying in the soft breeze. A few guests sat at one of the tables eating breakfast, and while they recognized Sam, proper decorum dictated they not interrupt her privacy and only whisper of her presence. Sam wondered whether the secret servants would break their arms if they did acknowledge her. Not good publicity for the morning. Besides, the hotel made sure all of its guests understood her privacy was paramount on this visit. As Sam passed her federal protectors, they all nodded and said, Governor? Sam wondered if they knew how to say anything else. Maybe they should call her Madam Candidate. She never did understand why politicians were always addressed by whatever last office they held. Sam liked to joke how glad she was her last office wasn't Virginia's dog catcher. Would she have to correct them when she became president? Probably not. The fax was from Watts. He was arriving on the next afternoon's flight. Sam knew he wouldn't stay away long. Her campaign meant too much to him and his future. He had so much to do and only 12 weeks to do it in. Tomorrow it was time to get back in the fight. Sam was grateful she at least had a few days away from the political furnace, but deeply regretted the one place she and Ben had was now going to be invaded by Watts. It was bad enough secret servants had become part of the memories. That night Sam ate alone in the small gourmet restaurant across the street from the hotel under the distant and watchful eyes of the secret servants. The meal was divine, but lonely. She indulged herself first with a Chopin vodka martini, neat, and the better part of a bottle of Napa Valley Silver Oak, one of Ben's favorite wines the restaurant stocked at his request. Unfortunately, neither the wine nor the ever-attentive waiters could fill Sam's empty feelings without Ben. After dinner, as the sun was setting, Sam went for a walk, hearing the quiet footsteps of her keepers following from a safe distance behind. Is this what it means to be president? Never left alone? No privacy? Her mind wandered between thoughts of the daunting challenges ahead, Ben, her children, 
and her future. She could have walked all night, but as the light faded, one of her assigned details suggested it might be best to get back to the hotel. Sam slept well, as she usually did, even in the most pressured moments. For some reason, whenever she went to bed, her tensions faded and sleep came quickly, always preceded by the silent rendition of the prayer her father taught her.